Do you know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends? They will always be green jello to us. It's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. I saw you guys live was at Mohawk Place on March 22nd uh, for my infringement fundraiser, which yes. was, that was a super fun night. Good time. Um, so I remember talking to Vin, your guitar player, about his hair, and he was telling me he went full out slash yes. for the event. Yes. So I wasn't sure which of you guys were going to come today, so... I'm fine doing this with you anyway. I kind of wanted to. T- I want to test your Guns N' Roses, your slash trivia. Oh man, so, right. I'm down. So first, um, I I found Johnny Cash facts, and I'm like, we can figure out if they're slash or Johnny Cash. Okay. Then I extended that, and um, I, I I added the Clash. So this game is going to be called Slash Slash Cash Cash. Sla- ah. Ooh. Oh, we're keeping that in. <laughs> I rehearsed this all morning trying to say it right. Yeah. Slash Slash Cash or. Slash, slash, cash, slash the clash. That's what this game is called. That's a great game. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time just because I'm proud of myself. Slash, slash, cash, slash the clash. Woo! (laughs) All right. Oh, man, I stuttered as a kid. Not anymore. (laughs) All right. So there's going to be 12 of these. So just tell me which of the three it is. All right. And I kind of – I had to switch pronouns a bit since – One's a group and he two, so yeah, yeah. So that's but but it, it, it all makes sense. All right, broke their nose and lost some teeth after smashing their car into a, a utility pole. I'm gonna say slash. That is Johnny Cash. Ooh. Um, they uh they used to customize ladies' car coats. Ooh man. I'm gonna say slash again. That is the clash. Oh man, what's a what's a lady's car coat? I don't know. Okay, I just had to take a wild guess. I was I was hoping that the Britishness of the answer would be a little bit of a giveaway. Um, doesn't eat anything from the sea. I'm gonna guess slash again. That is slash. All right. Ding ding ding. Ding ding ding. What's Let's find an effect for that later. Okay, yeah. We can find we can, we can find a copyright free ding ding ding. Um, we got effects. We have loops. Uh, they had an album deemed unfit for radio play that was never released in the U.S. I'm gonna say the Clash. That is correct. That is the Clash. Uh, refused to use a computer until 2003. <laughs> slash. That is slash. Right. I love that fact. That fact makes me so That's happy. Great. That is great. Oh man. I imagine he had to have, like, some assistant do something for him. Yeah, he probably just uh, threw money at that problem. He's like, like, so what do you do for a living? Oh, I check check Slash's Hotmail. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I I like this one. During one hotel stay, they let 100 baby chicks loose on each floor of the hotel they were staying at, which was a total of 500 baby chicks squawking around the hotel. Wow. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to guess Johnny Cash. That, that is one. Johnny Cash. Yeah, it sounds like a Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. That might be my favorite fact I learned about this. All right. Directed and starred in a movie called Cops and Robbers. Or, I'm sorry, Cop and Robbers. Hmm. I'll guess The Clash on that one. That is The Clash. Uh, I believe Joe Strummer directed and Mick Jones and one of the other guys. <laughs> um, I think they have a song called it. Cops and Robbers or something. Yeah, I th- oh, I, I think you're right. I think it's on London Calling, maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, was attacked by their own ostrich. Ostrich? <laughs> okay. Um, let's, let's go with Johnny Cash. That is Johnny Cash. <laughs> uh, had a pet and a... Oh, 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 I opened up a wrong window. Had a pet anaconda named Stan. Hmm. 
Slash. That is Slash. It's the surprise of no one. Yeah. I'm yeah, pretty I sure I've seen him being a snake guy. I, I, I have a feeling I've seen at least, like, a thousand photo shoots of him in my lifetime. Yeah. Like, going through the 90s of him in, like, Rolling Stone with snakes on him. Oh, doesn't he have a side project called, like, Slash's Snake Pit? Yes, yeah, Slash's Snake Pit. That should be a dead giveaway. They're right actually there. pretty good. Hmm. Um, collects pinball machines. The Clash. That is Slash. Ooh. I'm pretty eclectic. I would like to hope that he does so just so, because Guns N' Roses pinball is, like, the best pinball. Oh, really? I don't know. Nice. There's, there's Guns N' Roses, there's Kiss pinball, kind of stands up to it as far as music-based, but really, like... You want to play Guns N' Roses pinball? Yeah, I saw the Guns N' Roses one somewhere in Florida when we were on tour with Dreadnecks. It was one of, oh. one of these bars or something. If I if I like if, cool. if, if if I ever have the money and I see one again, I'm just be like, how much? Like I'll just I'll throw give I'll give you yeah. all of my money. I just <laughs> Let I me need take it this. Home. All right, two left. Uh, campaign for Native American rights. Hmm. I'll say slash. That is Johnny Cash. Did that a little late in his career. Hmm. And finally. Was arrested for stealing pillowcases. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. I'm going to go with Slash. That is The Clash. Wow. So you got wow. 7 out of 12 right, which is, is still right? good for the win. Not too bad. And your Not prize 10,000 points. is a copy of Intent to Sells, Free the Free-Minded. Awesome. I'll give this a listen on the way home. Check out Intent to Sell on Facebook. Yeah, uh, cool. They're on hiatus right now, but... um. They're fucking... Have, have you heard them before? No. They got this no. Rage Against the Machine got vibe going. Like, Brandon's oh, like a super great... I was going to say a super great rapper. Like, I can't come up with better words. He's an excellent rapper, and the, the, the band behind him is, like, tight and heavy. So wow. I definitely think you'll dig that. Oh, I like some Rage Against the Machine type stuff, so we'll, I'll definitely... Oh, absolutely. I, I saw you guys That's cover awesome. uh, Bulls on Parade. That's right. Yep.
block be televised. The institution is filled with mad hellish vibes. You see Rothschild touched every dime and funded wars for centuries. So if they mention me, this is the reason if I ever die. Police stay militarized upon us all. Yo, we need to get our mind right. Before we meet with martial law, more than you bargain for. Less than I'm asking again. See, we're not asking. We will steal. Like executives passing a bill on Capitol Hill. And of course they conspire. Welcome back to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Uh, this evening, I am joined by Benny Hayes, the drummer from Handsome Jack. Hey. hey Benny, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, so, um, we're going to be playing, uh, we're going to play Baby Be Cool a little later in the podcast. All right. But uh, for those people who aren't familiar with Handsome Jack, uh, how would you describe yourselves? Um, I like the description, which I did not come up with. It's called Boogie Soul. I think that accurately describes us. I forget who said it, um, but we put it on a T-shirt, so it's legit now. Um, Southern rock that makes you want to dance? Yeah, southern uh, rock with a little bit of soul in it, you know? So, like Baby Cool. It's got some horns. It's got that nice kind of Motown southern funk. Uh, Not southern funk, but something along those lines. Yeah. So, yeah. It's got some James Brown in it. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we like a whole bunch of different kinds of music, so... You know, we kind of mixed it all together <laughs> as best we could. Sure. Um, so you guys just got back. So did you tour Europe or was it just France? It was just France this time. Um, we are going back in July, and we're doing all of Europe this time. But um, it just happened to be a bunch of French shows, but that was awesome. It was really cool. Sure. Um, how long is your European tour going to be? It's two weeks. And it ends in France. I'm not sure where it starts yet, but I know it ends at the Benique Music Festival in France. It's a pretty wow. big music festival. Yeah. And rumor has it is that we'll be playing on the main stage, which is really cool. We've been very well received over there. And actually, the owner of Alive Records, Patrick, is French, too. So it's just <laughs> kind of funny. And we mentioned it in our one music video, if we've ever been to France. So it seems like France just loves us for some <laughs> reason. All these weird connections to France. But it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, how long's Handsome Jack been around? Well, the band's been together since high school, actually. Oh wow. Um, I haven't been in it that long. I'm the newest member, but Joey, the uh, bass player and vocals, and Jameson, guitar and lead vocals. Uh, he and Joe, they've been doing it since high school. They've they've had a few different drummers throughout the year, but I've been in the band for almost four years now. Okay, so, so were you on the album before everything? No, I'm not on that album. Okay. No, no, it's a great album, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was living in Nashville at the time. I was doing music down there. Oh, um, awesome. I'm from here originally, but uh, I took the leap to move down to Nashville and played music down there. And part of the reason I moved because it was like I had some good bands, but Handsome Jack, in my opinion, before I was in it, I thought, like, these guys are the best rock and roll band in town. And mm-hmm. if I'm not in them, in the band, I should just go to a different city. <laughs> so I was down there, and then they were like, we were buds because I was in other bands that played with them, and they hit me up at some point, and I was like, yes, please, because uh, I would always joke, you know, if anything ever happens, please get a hold of me because, <laughs> oh, sure. you know, we were buds. And they did, and I immediately left everything and came, moved back home to join the band because awesome. I knew, like, I knew they are awesome band, and I knew we could – make some cool music together so they were already a band it's cool like joining a band you already like I was, that's what they I was were like say, when like, I came up they were like do you need do you know the songs any I'm like any song you guys want to play I already know it so just I love <laughs> hearing those do stories it. yeah it was super cool because I've always had like a, a love for classic rock and blues and they do too and we just like our style like even the way we dress we all just like fit together real well and 
we you know we were already good buds, so we just you know gotten closer. It's been awesome. So sure, really cool. So was the band already t- touring your like were they on and off touring Europe before you were in the no, band? No, that's or? all new. Like uh, so, what what makes you at what, at what point do you say like let's go to Europe? Like how does that work? Well, it was interesting how that happened. Uh, Patrick, the owner of Alive Records, which we're on currently, mm-hmm. uh, he knew this booker in France, and he hooked us up with him, and uh, Patrick came out to see us. Our last tour in the U.S., we went West Coast. We did a whole month tour with All Them Witches, a great band from Nashville. Oh, wow, yeah. And uh, they're good friends of ours, um, and we pl- we were playing out in L.A., and that's, you know, Live Records is out there, and Patrick came out to see us, and he dug it, so he hooked us up with this booker, which was really cool, uh, Buzz, and uh, he's been booking for us in Europe now, so... That's kind of how it happened. Like, we will, we will go anywhere to play. It's just like, who will have us, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so what's the difference between – what are some of the biggest differences between touring in, in the U.S. and touring overseas? Yeah. What's, what, like, what's France like? What's different about doing shows out the there? The main thing to me was different um, is you think, like, driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> but in France, they don't. It's like here. Really? Drive on the same side of the road as we did. The right side, um, and uh, yeah, the right side for a reason. <laughs> and uh, the main difference, though, the main—I don't know—the main difference for me was, especially being from Buffalo, and people are rowdy here. People like to go out and yeah. like to party and have a good time, and so do people in France. But the only difference is, in between songs in the U.S., uh, people will be talking. Oh yeah, and the crowd will be rowdy the whole time. In between songs in in France, I don't know if it's like in all of Europe, but in France. It's like quiet, so like the first couple of nights, I was like, I think they, I think they might hate us. But <laughs> then it turns out that's just how they are, because you know, sold a lot of merch and people loved it. But it was really weird. You could hear like a pin so drop in between is, songs. Is there at least like some applause? Oh yeah, there's applause. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay no, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I that. misled you. Okay. Uh, they're like, you know, there's applause, and they're they're you know, and, and just then kinda... just like cuts off, and then it's like so very quiet. It's a, they they are acting like they respect the musicians and the music. Yeah, but wow. you know, what we realize this is like <laughs> we have. We were like, we got to get tighter with our transitioning into the next oh. song because now there's no noise and there's just like people tuning on stage while there's no noise going oh, on. Oh yeah, so. but we got over that after a couple shows and it it was easy and the people were awesome. That so that was like the main difference. But people just like to go out and party and have a good time. Sure, people are awesome. I know like sometimes I feel people joke around about French, even you know British people about how they're like snobby, you know. So. Uh, they're not though. They're super nice. They're super nice. Um, they don't speak a lot of English, so I think that might be the reason people <laughs> think that. But sure, you know, they're awesome. Super cool. Are there a lot of are there a lot of rock bands that are in France? I saw um, I saw the Eels a few days ago, and they had a band called Inspector Clouseau from <laughs> France. That's a great. Those guys were incredible, um, and they kind of they they're making a lot of jokes about yeah. how it's rare that there's a French rock band. Is that there a lot seems, of that? Or? I honestly I do not know. Yeah. I can think of all the bands that I like, and I the, there's a lot of bands from all over the world, but not France. Yeah, not too huh. many rock bands coming out of France. Like I picture dance, electro kind of stuff, but yeah. I, I don't. You don't really hear a lot of a lot of French. Yeah, not too many. Yeah, I can't think of any bands that I'm that I like that are. From France, I'm sure I'm missing something, but you, you, I'm sure there's great bands from France. Check out Inspector Clouseau. You'd I like love them. that name. They yeah. had a they had like a classic rock sound, like these real tight kind of dancey kind of drums. Oh, it's just cool. a Two yeah, piece, yeah. and it, it was it was uh, it was super entertaining. I was oh. kind of blown away by how much Very I enjoyed cool. their set. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, kind of going back to you know uh, tightening up. In between songs, that's yeah. certainly something we talk about because even when people are making noise, like yeah. every second that you take is just—it's. I know it's something. It's like a vacuum. For, I guess it's a, it's a good if that's your worst problem, but that's definitely our worst problem. But we we're better at it. We're getting better at it, you know. Uh, we've you know, but it's just you can tell in France, like it was just like whoosh, quiet applause and then nothing, <laughs> and we're like, but yeah, it was that was the main difference. But people were. People are awesome. They love American music over there. Like, we were opening for Cedric – I'm sorry. We were open. yeah, uh, Cedric Burnside, and uh, it's R.L. Burnside's uh, uh, grandson. Oh, uh, wow. He's the famous blues guy. Yeah. Like the, the Black Keys, um, they're a huge – he's a huge influence on them. That's how I actually heard of him 
and he's it's at Mississippi Blues. There's actually a yeah. cool documentary about it um, that came out in like 2004, and uh, there's just like some cool music. And this is well, and we were opening for uh, RL's son or grandson, sorry, uh, Cedric, and he was the nicest guy ever. And he really liked us, and uh, we would jam at the end of our set, and at the end of his set, we would come out, and he, and we just we did a little jam, and people loved it. It's crazy. They love love American music. And mm-hmm. we were, like, playing at all these cool clubs, and I'm looking on the wall at all these bands, and they're, like, so many friends of ours, or <laughs> people we know, American bands that we like playing there. And I'm like, oh, we're on the wall with these guys. Pretty sweet. Like, we're on the wall sure. with sheepdogs and stuff. And I'm like, how cool is that? Yeah. You know? So they love America. Well, those guys are Canadian, but you know, uh, close enough. Yeah, Can- Canada has so many great bands. Oh, so many great bands. So I mean, that's a whole other yeah. discussion. Yeah. Um. So uh, as far as like the size of the crowds, did you find that the crowds were bigger overseas than they were? Well, than what you're seeing. I mean, obviously you're yeah. playing kind of different kinds of shows. Yeah, it all depends on the the cl- the club size, I guess. But we were playing to about a hundred people. So, like, I think the biggest club was maybe, like, 400. I can't remember exactly. Sure, that's so they're, like, m- nice medium-sized venues, which I love playing at because I kind of like the intimate settings and people being right up on us, especially because we're the opener. So we set up in front, which is easy because we're three people. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I just like nice. – and it's kind of fun even for me as a drummer because I'm, like, never get to be that close to the crowd. And I, re- and I really <laughs> like it. You know, I like being that close. So it was, it was awesome. And uh, all the shows were packed. Um Probably more so because of Cedric, but, you know, we won him over, so yeah, that's good. No, yeah, <laughs> Whatever gets you in yeah. front of the people. Like, but that's, he that's couldn't have been an, a nicer guy and super talented, um, so it was just a great experience because I've heard horror stories of, like, opener bands that are opening for bands, and they're not cool to them. You know, they don't let them yeah. use the backstage room and stuff oh, like Jesus. that. You hear crazy stories, but he could not have been nicer. <laughs> he was the nicest guy. So it was a great experience. It was a great time. We've been very fortunate. Yeah. We also we did a West Coast tour in November. We were gone all November with All Them Witches, another awesome band. Yes, check be them out. More I'm, than nice. I'm a big fan of them, yeah. They're so nice to us. So we've just been really lucky that nice people that want to help us out have helped us out. So, um, How does how does the pay compare? Is it Do, do, do you make more money going across to Europe, or is it more about the experience? Um, that is the tricky part. Um. It's all. It all kind of varies. Sure. It really depends on merch. Our guarantees were higher um, than they normally are in the states, but I think that was just how the contract worked out this time. But we sold a lot of merch. Uh, we actually have the only thing we didn't sell is koozies. If anyone wants to know, mm-hmm. they don't use koozies in France. I, I, so ha- I hate to break the seal. They don't really use koozies much anyway. I know. <laughs> well, we have some really cool koozies, so come by. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it was um, – honestly, the pay is about the same. It, it all depends on the tour you're on. But luckily, yeah. we were on a pretty big – Cedric's a pretty big act. So, you know, they were – it was, you know, pretty good. And most things with touring is you have to pay. It's all like the tickets, they'll either front them, and then they just take it out of what you make, like the booking agent. Sure. So it's really hard for bands to make money on um, a European tour. And so your first European tour, you're lucky to break even. Most people lose a little bit of money. We actually made money on our first trip over, which wow. is a good sign. Yeah, you know? And uh, so that was really cool. And we sold a lot of records and we sold a lot of stuff. And, and it was an awesome time. It was a great experience. And I'd never been overseas before. It was my first time. I was the only one who'd never been overseas. But hmm. it was it was so cool. Yeah. I can't wait. Like, I can't wait to go back in July. Go in, we're going to more countries this time. So. That'll be sweet. Cool. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here, and we are going to play Baby Be Cool uh, from your uh, 2018 release, Everything's Going to Be Alright. Any fun behind-the-scenes stories about the recording of this or the writing? Um, I lived in the studio for five days with my dog. (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) There's a little behind-the-scenes. There's actually – it's a nice studio. It's got couches and stuff. Um. Uh, it is – there's actually a documentary that was yeah. filmed that we just put out actually probably two weeks ago. It's on YouTube. You can find it on our YouTube page. And it is uh, about 45 minutes long, and it's about us making the album. So you get a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff there. Um, it's along with 
the producer who's is Ben McLeod, who's the guitar player from All Them Witches. Yeah. He produced our album, and we just basically lived at that studio up in Lockport and locked ourselves in and recorded album the whole album in five days. Awesome. So, yeah. All right, cool. So we're going to take a break. We're going to play Baby Be Cool, and then we'll be back for a little more with Benny Hayes here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. So, um, fo- folks, if you've known, well, first off, if you're watching right now on Think Twice Radio's Facebook page, hi guys. Hey, hey. We're new to you. Uh, we're the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Um, so, yeah, our idiocy is going to sound even more uh, clear. There's going to be more clarity behind all the stupid nonsense that comes out of our mouths. So, uh, we have left our wonderful friends at LWNY.com. We have come here to Think Twice Radio. We have video capabilities. We have a beautiful studio. Uh, there is a team of people working here to make this place better. And a uh, big shout out to Richard, who runs this place. Um, he's doing a great job here. And if Very you awesome. are interested in podcasting and you don't have the means to do 
do so. Think Twice Radio is a great place to go to do it. Richard offers his uh, his studios for free to anyone who needs it. And um, yeah, he's already been. I've only been here for a few hours. He's also already been super super helpful. Yep, just like at home. This is cool. Yeah. Oh. So I want to I want to yell about something, Mike. Let's do it. All right. I've been I've been very very busy. Um, I've been working on the Buffalo Infringement Festival schedule for like five to six hours a day for like the last like two weeks and this is, not, this is not to pick on infringement festival bands or uh, any particular people but this is just I feel like this is a microcosm for what bands seem to be doing wrong with their own promotion so um, yeah we have 180 proposals I'd say at least 95 of them were filled out wrong and it's stuff that's as simple as just like hey what's your social media address and it's like oh I'm on 29 Linwood it's like Really? I think the yes or the no ones kind of threw people off, too. That's, really? That's, that's tough sometimes, man. So, so first off, 140 characters means a letter is a character, a space is a character, a number is a character. Wingdings count, too, don't they? Well, yes. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Um, but uh, one person, I think he included at least 140 separate links to different images of himself playing. We have, like, some of these things are literally, like, like there might be some that's, like, 140 paragraphs. Yeah, 140 so, links though. He 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 could have done 40 more and hit I, 180. So he's blows the limit. We're I just I you know we we need to have a set limit on the proposals, but you know just and it's uh, you know this stuff sounds trivial, um, but uh, on one hand you know there are people on the back end of this festival who actually have to go in and fix some of these things, which is a giant pain. But also you know get your shit right because if you know this is an infringement festival, we accept anyone. So even no matter how crappy your proposal is, I, I you know. I take it. Be infringing. And that's and that's great about it. Be infringing. Do things right. But if you're looking no one does. if you're looking at other festivals and you're filling this stuff out and you look way less professional than all the other bands, um, people just aren't gonna work with you. Um, I have a few just shining examples I wanted to share. Um, one of the things we ask is we ask the bands to show a link, either audio or video, of what their performance is like. Um, one band did not include a link to their band. They instead included uh, a mic. Microphone here. I'm Mike. I'm supposed to do that. Ah, <laughs> uh, you you found your place early. Um, so they they included a link to a live performance from Travis Scott from a music festival four years ago. I called him and I'm like, uh, like, so what is it? Do you have a video? Like, what kind of representation of what you're doing is on there? And she goes, well, we don't have anything. I have some video and it's on the way and there's some music coming, but I don't have anything. And then there's just a long pause and she goes can I just tell you what my music sounds like? And she wanted to play at the Albright Knox, too. And it's like, hey, 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 we don't book the Albright Knox, and I think you at least need a demo available to play the Albright Knox. Also important, please include your band's full name in the bio. Like, seriously, like, you shouldn't want to hide what band you're in. Spinwires, do you guys, do you have your full names in your, like, on your Facebook page? Or are you guilty of this as well? No, full names, yeah. Thank you. Like, like, I mean, you play in a band for a long time and you build a reputation and hopefully it's a good one but if someone just sees oh mike's the singer without a last name they don't know who that is they don't know what former bands he's been in that might be interesting to them um and just even from what i do with this podcast it's hard to find people for interviews or or to set things up when it's just just you know this is steve i he plays bass it's like that helps me yeah that's a soup sandwich that helps me none (laughs) um super important folks i think i've pointed this out many times on this podcast no yeah i'm gonna look right in the camera when i say this no your music does not defy genre if you can't explain what your band does in like two sentences you really got to start thinking about what you're doing I just, I, you know, you get stuff like like music for the anemic soul, a soundtrack of color and loneliness, and the stark sensations of this life. Um, reaching for sincerity, a soundscape of honest self-expression and exploration of human thoughts. Then it goes into eating beer, we forget the chorus. Summer is here in a black sweater. It all smells the same, but feels different. Very Morrissey-like. I don't, I don't even know. I what? Uh, yeah, I did point out again about social media. Just if you can't fill out the social media portion correctly, um, talk to your kids. They, right. prob- they probably know. They, they know what a social media address is. They can 
I've even had some people, I'm like, hey, even for this podcast, like, hey, can you send me a track? And they're like, I can bring a CD to your house. Mike, I'm putting you in charge of this video thing next time. Cause nice, I, man. I'm just, I'm lost here. I'm just, I'm just fiddling. Fiddle away, dude. There's you. For those people watching the video, it's really weird to be... Rec- I, I'm fine on camera, but having to watch myself, there's three, like, four different televisions right now that sh- are showing my face, and it's kind of freaking me out. All right. Um, here are just a couple other wonderful snippets I've taken out. Um, one is, uh, our species is on the cusp of a new era, or potentially extinction. Let us sing praises, exercise our collective demons, please the deities of the technium, and ensure a, harmoni- a harmonious transition to a post-human world. Technium, is that like a MCU thing? I think I want to start pulling these descriptions out and make people guess what the band actually sounds like. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh. And here's, here's, here's one last one. Oh, boy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the artist's name out, but... Oh. This is a bio. This isn't just someone writing this on a website or a blog. This is, if there's one thing that I can promise you, it's that Blank's music is revolutionary. He has an aura surrounding him that he uses to impact people emotionally in very unique and sincere ways. As a person who is with him often, I've seen multiple instances in which he positively alters one's perception and perspectives of life, religion, and enforces the power of believing in oneself. This goes on for like six more sentences, and it says literally nothing. Wow, that's intense. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've actually, and, and and not to pick on them in particular, with I've been seeing with a lot of uh, local hip hop musicians, especially that like you get in there and it's all just like a list of like my music changes the world, and I'm a premier musician, and I'm a, and it's but it's, it's just it's not like I don't even like I could read this whole thing. He stresses his desire to always be there for people just because he understands life can make you feel really alone at times, so he makes sure to let his fans know that their happiness and success is the reason he stands strong every day. Come on. He's representing. <laughs> Mike, what does he represent to you? You're be- Confusion. Better, better. What does his music sound like? Confusion. There you go. All right. Now we're catching on quick after a long time. So um, we're going to play a song next. So um, here, I, I don't believe this has been released before since uh, this album isn't coming out until October 25th. They are doing a release show at Sugar City for that. I don't Hi. know who else is playing. We'll talk about that more. I'd love to have them on the podcast. So here, it's an all-ages release, probably? Oh, yeah, Sugar City. Sugar City's always exactly. all-ages. That's great. Yeah. Cool. So here is Crackhead Behavior by Muddle on the Struggle is Real podcast on thinktwiceradio.com.
Muddle. That is the title track from Crackhead, Crack from their album Crackhead Behavior. So, like I said, it'll be out October 25th. Go see them live. They're fantastic. And hey, Sean Lewis, how's it going? Hi. Hold on, hold on. I know how to do this. Yeah, Wait, I've where? I've been in this room before one time. This is uh-huh. Greg Sterling's house. Or is it, it used to be Greg's? It may have. I don't there's, know. There's like a, the Greg Sturlace show. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. not the Ski Mask show. The Greg Sturlace show is still running. Even and that's without uh, Greg Sturlace running it. I, like, I did I did this once. And, it, I, like, I thought it was this house. When I was out front, I was like, oh. this looks like that house. And it, like, it was around this table. And I remember all the It's very all possible. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've always known Richard Wicca, who is wonderful. And let's Richard see. Wicca is the person who owns... This yeah. house? Okay, so he, I guess... Okay. It could have been Greg Sterling's. We'll, we'll have a meeting afterwards. Uh, he was probably he just there or something. first and last, man. <laughs> They're all these, like, old, older people. Oh, yeah. And now the Greg Sterling show is still it's still going strong. The Like the ski mask or, or uh, right not now ski mask? Right now it's Cam Schwartz's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found out if they changed the name, they would lose their spot in public access. Oh, really? Get, like pushed back to like the bottom of the priority list. So that's oh. one of the reasons they keep it. And I think huh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, each, each room has its dedicated noisemaker. The one down here is way better than the one upstairs, though. So, Sean... Tell yeah. us. Tell us. Well, I'm going to read the description of, of Legion Read that was uh, sent infringement? into uh, infringement. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a frantic stream of consciousness, spoken words, swan dive, deep into a millennial psyche, while simultaneously exoriating the corrupt institutions of the powers that be, featuring a crazy light show, video projections, crowd participation, dancing red people, and a, and a cameo of appearances by Legion Red collaborators. Is it Reader Red? Um, I've pronounced it read, but okay. I think it's funny when... I don't correct people if they say Legion Red. I think it's cool that they... I can say like have Choose your own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Legion Read doesn't, doesn't just blur the lines between performance, art, and live music. Rather, they erase those distinctions entirely, creating a truly outrageous interactive experience that has to be seen to believe. Zach Anderson, uh, the photographer oh, and yeah. writer, wrote that. Oh, perfect. About, like, a show that I did. Nice. Um, that was, like, my first... It was kind of like my, like... I don't know if it's comeback or whatever, but, like, it was the first show that I did solo for a long time. Um, and he wrote that about it. Uh, so I, I thought that was really cool, and yeah. I liked it a lot, and so that I just pretty much copy and pasted it. Nice one. If someone else can write your bio. Oh, yeah, so it's so much easier. I got I to gotta try and find someone to do that next time. Not to toot your own horn We'll get Zach Anderson up on the, <laughs> up on the biz. Yeah. Yeah. No, so how long have you been an artist known as Legion Reed? Um, the first shows that I was doing, um, like I started doing open mics at like Hardware yeah. in 2013. Okay. Um, so since then, and like really like 2013, 14, 15, uh, I was active as like a solo doing that. And then I was, like, trying to be, like, a pop star still at the same time where I was, like, doing, like, experimental, like, weird shit and, like, punk shit. And then also trying to be, ex- like, uh, like radio. But it's it's too different. It's, like, there were, like, oh, two yeah. different, like, kind of things. Or, like, I would try and be, like, really, like, 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 like funny and, like, and, like, edgy or whatever. And then I was also trying to be... Uh, like, like assign me to your label, like yeah. <laughs> at the same time, and it didn't. It's those are it. It didn't work, and like then in 2016, I tried to make. Um, oh yeah, uh, in 2016, I made it into like a band where I had like friends like Jamie Sunshine, Reggie Clark, um, Harry Grazer, Joe Isom. These were just like friends that like sat in on like instruments like to like flesh it out. It was uh, you had one of the guys from Dream Beaches too, right? Wasn't um Gabe Wells so or Corey so that or? comes in later. Okay, uh, is, it's Gabe. Uh, spoiler. Um, that uh, but yeah, for, so I tried that for like a year where well, I was like, it's Gabe. Yeah, oh, I had the volume down. Damn it. <laughs> All right, I'm not saying um, that again. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't. What I was trying to, my chaos thing didn't really work with a with a band where I was like trying to organize 
like all the, the the people to like do all these things, or I was I was worrying too much about like coordinating everything, and it's like um, it didn't it didn't translate, I think, and then I I gave up that, and then worked on other stuff for a while, and then this last winter I was like maybe I'll like bring it back, but in like a different way, like yeah. I'll say like I'll say all the things that like I just like have in my head. Um, and so, like, that 2019 song, video, whatever. Hold mm-hmm. on. Can we play something? Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's show yeah. it. All right. Does it so show on the TV thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. the thing is, we've, we've got some stuff. And we've I'm not sure what... Maybe we'll just play the first one here, and you can we can talk about The along. 2019 thing, or... I'm not sure which one is which, right? Oh, uh, Can you lend me any? It'd be um, probably be the top link if I sent, like, oh, the links. We have them, like, we have an uploader and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Flip over to the screen so and... So let's, let's see if I can do this. skip through skip through some skip mama's just learning how to drive hold on so then you press yep yeah right. yeah, 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 yeah okay so let's do that oh it's not, not that, that one no. yeah yeah not that that's one. 2014 right, when so it was winter time that's in front of the forum remember that place oh <laughs> yeah oh i played that place yeah, I, it's like weird okay like, so this is thing. It this? yeah yeah oh, so so like this video um there's there's drums and it's like drums and like synths kind of sounds, and that was it's all just one long improv session with Gabe, the drummer from Dream Beaches. Oh, there you go. And me, and then uh, I took that whole thing. It was like a seven-minute jam, uh, seven minutes cut of like an hour jam, but like. Okay. Um, and then I, I would like pace back and forth like in like my parents' basement or like I was my practice say, space. Are you in someone's yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I. Had had like uh, I would write down on like index cards like any I would just paste back and forth and like when I thought of something a thought that I thought was funny or something I would write it down um, and then I would I would make like these like chains on the floor these like uh, okay so I'm gonna say this and then this and then this and then this and like a lot of time I try and make it seem where it's like it it seems like I'm rambling or something but it's actually scripted constructed chaos yeah yeah, yeah. it's constructed it's very poetic chaos. It's thank you got all that visual crazy to go Thank with you. it too I, yeah like um, I, I, I can't figure out I just I find it just uh, hypnotizing it's just the way yeah. it's cut and yeah I, I want to redo this video actually because uh, people didn't get when they watched it that I that everything was planned out because uh, because I'm cutting and everything, and um, I I went to like Best Buy. Those those friends, it's um, Jamie from Velvet Bethany. Oh okay. Uh, or vacation. I for, I forget the the oh, two. Vacation. Yeah yeah, and like my other friend Vivian is in one of the suits, and then. I was going to uh, say, is that top secret? Are we not allowed to know? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cool in this video, this particular one. And that day, it was like my first time meeting and hanging out with Vivian and Jamie. Wow, and, and you're like, let's do this. Yeah, I was like, put these on, and I'm going to do this. <laughs> and um, I went to Best Buy, and I just emptied my bank account on these four GoPros. <laughs> and wow. then I, I returned them the next day. <laughs> and then they were like, it's going to be like a week before the funds go back into your account. Is that okay? And I was like, uh. <laughs> they're like, you opened all these, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it was like around Christmas time. Hey, this is Ballsy from Nine Layers Deep, and you're listening to the Struggle Is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on AllWNY.com. And we are joined by Jimmy and Ballsy from Nine Layers Deep, and uh, Ballsy, you might also rec- uh, recognize from her time uh, working the door at Mohawk Place. Uh, thanks for coming in, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, uh, Nine Layers Deep is stoner, sludge, doom, metal? Yeah. Uh, are there axes? Uh, no, no, we no don't axes. actually have axes. We're not, we're not, like, super, like... Tough and brutal like that. We okay. got nothing to prove. You're high. You don't need any weapons. No, right? I you're, don't. You're yeah. rock. Okay, cool. Music <laughs> is our weapon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a Steven Tyler Revolution X video game. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a whole topic. Do, another podcast. Do, we, right we, there, that game. We actually, we actually yeah. mentioned Revolution X a couple episodes ago. <laughs> that game, I, I, I almost. <laughs> 
I put twenty dollars a quarter in that month trying to beat it, <laughs> and I, I got so close, but I couldn't do it. But oh no! <laughs> I want to, but if I was ever going to buy an arcade unit, I think Revolution X would be the one. Oh yeah. So uh, first off, do you guys have any shows coming up? Uh, yeah, actually, in a week we are opening for Clutch oh. and Big Business. Uh, is that what date's that? That is the 18th, the 18th. March, Monday, March 18th. Post St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Very sobering day to see sobering bands. And is that Mo- Mohawks, did you say? No, that's at uh, the Town Ballroom, actually. Ooh, yeah. Town Ballroom. Yeah. That's going to be a have lot guys, of fun. Have you guys played Town Ballroom before? No. no. I'm no. S- I'm so I'd be so excited just to see what like it looks so nice back there like I I really I'm pumped to see what uh, like the green room situation exactly. is like I mean I don't even care if we can just hang out for 15 minutes like if we can just hang out and be like <laughs> yeah. okay cool here's a chair like not yeah not to jump in but I did play there one time and their their green room is at least when I was there and I think it was probably the sphere at this point yeah it was like nothing I mean like it it wasn't bad but it wasn't anything to be like wow this is great like I feel like the bands probably hang out on their bus and then come in and play there's there's just not much room back there Mm -hmm. at least when I was there it was like one long strip behind the stage and like you just kind of just kind of crushed my dreams a little bit I'm sorry there's much better ones than that but I I feel the same way where it's like wow the place has got to be great and it's just like Nah. Nietzsche's has a cool green room there. I don't know if you guys have been there. I, you know, what's I weird is that there. I've been and played at Nietzsche's, like, a handful of times and have only recently found out that there was a green room there. Oh, yeah, no, I I, I found <laughs> out at, at Festivus in December, and yeah. I'm just like, like, yes, like, <laughs> I get to use this now? It's like, I feel, like, warm and fuzzy about this. Getting to use a green room anytime is just oh, yeah. an unexpected delight because it's like, what? I don't have to talk to people? I can just, oh, like... Oh, there's, there's quiet? Yeah. I can just, like, relax for two seconds and not have to, like, constantly be, like, talking to and looking at and being <laughs> looked at by people, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yes, the worst part about being a musician are the fans, isn't it? No, <laughs> the 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 worst part I feel is like uh, is probably just having to keep up with like all now at least with all like the social media stuff. Oh yeah, that's and like it kind of takes away from like you know writing your songs and doing oh, yeah. you know, but you've got to do it if you're going to survive. You oh, know? yeah. No, I bet like, for the podcast, like, every day. Yeah. And at first it was kind of fun, and now it's just like, yeah. like no, I don't want to do this today. I th- and then also there's a part of me that's, like, very conscious of the fact that, like, people are probably just sick of seeing me post about it. Oh, and, yeah, you know, yeah. It's one, at, some, at some point it's white noise. Yeah. Or, like, some of those Buffalo music groups where it's just, just people posting shows. It's the same three of us, like, <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, it's like... It's not, uh, it's, you often wonder who you're actually reaching in that moment. I'm feeling it's like eight people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're already going. Um, so, to, to go back to green rooms, does Mohawk Place have a green room? Aside from, I know it has that little tiny little area to the right of the stage. Is there? We, we do have a green room. Uh, it's, uh. Super special? Super special. It's a work in progress right now. So, how long has Nine Layers Deep been together? Almost five years. It'll be five years in June, so it in mm. now it's like four and a half. And right. uh, yeah, we formed what that would be 2014 in my basement. And yeah. at the time, I was living at the former Northrop House, which was just a punk house. Yeah, and uh, on the wall. Yeah. And I remember, like, our first practice, like, we all got together and we were jamming, and then somebody thought, I don't even been living there for, like, a week, and my roommates thought that I had, like, thrown a show without telling them, <laughs> and it was just practice, yeah. so they were, so that was, like, a cool, like, little confidence boost that's, like, we sounded like we were at least <laughs> punk house show ready, Yeah, you know, on our, upon first practice, so I'll take it. So, uh, were you guys friends, or was it, like, uh, well, how'd you meet? My, uh, our drummer and I were friends. Uh, we grew up in the same circles in okay. West Seneca and, uh, you know, went to school with a lot of the same people. And then uh, he and I were jam- – we had mutual friends who we jammed with, and then he was like, well, I play drums. And he would come over with another friend of mine who would play guitar – Sometimes two would come and play guitar. We'd all play, and uh, he, he would set up in my living room, and we'd all like jam right out. So uh, we had had a history of playing together, 
And he knew what I meant when I was like, can you do Melvin's drums? Which was like <laughs> a really like, that in retrospect, like thinking about it, it's like, what an insane thing to say to a person. Yeah. And, uh, I like Dale Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> but he, but he got it. Like basically I was just asking for a lot of, uh, you know, like ride symbol and Tom basically, and he um, he was able to to hold a beat, and we seemed to mesh really well. So when uh, down the road, I met Jimmy, and he and I had started hanging out together, and we wanted to um, we kind of would just wanted to to start playing together. We'd play together acoustically. We wanted to do something a little bit heavier, something sludgier. And I really liked Doom and Sludge. He seemed to, he liked a lot of, like, older, hardcore sludge bands. And uh, we just meshed really well together when we played together. And so then I organized it so that all three of us would meet up and jam. And it was a really good jam. So uh, for our listeners who might not be aware, uh, how would you describe sludge? Uh, It's like, okay, it's like if, like, I guess punk and metal... And like, I don't know. It's not like it, in Doom. It's it's very a little hardcore. Yeah, yeah a little hardcore's in there. It's, it's harsh. Do you guys use drop tunings? Yeah, we're okay. down to C. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're it's, it's so so swampy and murky. Would you say? Yeah. Would that be a part of it. Yeah. Sure. It's it's uh it's very uh very heavy, very dark, um, but not always super foreboding. There's like Different, there's even different subgenres of sludge within its own weird oh, sludge. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. well, it's like as black as with sludge, which is like we're, the We are a melodic sludge core band now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we're more of a melodic okay. type of sludge <laughs> band, I guess. Yeah. Difference yeah. between being that a little, little more dissonant. Yeah. Um, what is your most recent release? Uh, we just put out a single of our song, Funeral. Uh, not too long ago, about two or three weeks back, I'm not sure. And uh, that is going to be the first single off of our forthcoming album, Sludge Life One, which comes out on 420. <laughs> there, will, <laughs> there will be a party at Mohawk on that day. So awesome. if you're not at one of the other 8,000 shows happening that day, feel free to... Sleep and Melvin's <laughs> released albums on 420 last year, so don't laugh at us for releasing our album on 420. <laughs> okay, thank you. Someone has to do so it, right? Like, we're yeah. standing on the shoulders of giants, really. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're trying. Uh, where'd you guys record the album? Watchman Studios in Lockport with Doug White. Oh, I've heard... Uh, so uh, How'd you like the process? How'd you like the studio? We were... We, oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Spend, spend day with Doug's awesome. Start to finish. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you guys do the thing where you kind of space it out over time, or do you like get in there for like a, a week and just like hit it hard? Like uh, money, money wise, we space it out. Okay. We do a song or two each session, uh, each session, and just and just done. Right. It's ready to go. Yeah. We're, we started our second album. We got two songs recorded for that. So cool. I think with the way nice. digital distribution is going, like it's yeah. back in the day, like you wanted like eight songs to put on uh, on your tape. I say dating myself. Yeah, but like now, like you can just kind of do two at a time. Yeah, and like people are cool with that. So yeah. I like it's kind of it's kind of nice. You do two at a time over the course of a year, and then at the end of the year, release the album, and everyone's like still happy to like support you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I feel that like you know, there's uh, there's often like uh, I was gonna say there, I was gonna say there's often it feels like there's more of a rush now for people to try to get their stuff out and like you know because there's so much competition it's like you can like you're just scrolling through and there's a million different bands you see on facebook or on Bandcamp, and i feel like people are just trying to like keep up with the uh keeping up with the jones yeah, yeah absolutely okay well cool well we are going to take a break we will can we play funeral yeah go ahead yeah. awesome uh well here is funeral by nine layers deep on the struggle is real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com.
by Karina DeFabio and Team Ham. The Think So Karina Show, hosted by Joe Kent and Hootie McBoobs. I got to say, by Karina DeFabio and Cheesy Gordita. That is all for us. Being a musician is chaos. Please be kind. See you next time and keep struggling. <laughs>